0: My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. They're here.
1: Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy?
0: yippee ki motherfucker. It's showtime.
1: Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host a very good friend, is Dave.
0: Hey there, Chris, and hello to all listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, what are we going to review this week?
1: <laughs> well, Dave, our great friend and patron, Mr. John Hammond, has pulled a movie out of the bag that he did show us a few months ago, didn't he? He sent us the trailer and he and was like, What is this beauty? So anyway, this is a, it's like you said in the last episode, it's a little, we're little cheating a little bit. It's actually originally shot in 1984. However, it was released in 2021 because it reconstructed the whole movie and dubbed over all the actors, Dave and Cynthia Rothrock actually is one of the actresses. So there you go. Um, But anyway, we are going back to New York, Dave, in 1984. And this one is called New York Ninja. So Dave, I know you've never seen this before, but the trailer initially got us all talking. Me, you, and John were in a little
0: group chat going, What is this beautiful thing? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it it just looked amazing, didn't it? And it's a funny moment in time, really, isn't it? Because some of these movies that we've watched, right? Most, a lot of them from John. You know, what was it for your height only? high time? Oh yeah, a classic. <laughs> Samurai Cop. Wasn't Samurai Cop John's pick as well?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, we we obviously saw Miami Connection as well, and and it's like that, isn't it? it it's like you've got these kind of movies that just didn't have the budget to get finished off. So the distribution company basically ran out of money and basically it wasn't worth anyone else <laughs> picking it up. But we seem to have as a society really embraced the so bad they're good type movies now you know for a long time they these wouldn't have got their time in the sun at all and so you know you've got to respect the kind of project that they've taken on so it's vinegar was it vinegar syndrome
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah so so they've picked this thing up and basically, it's had no script, no plot mapped out or anything, no credits. They've just basically got the raw footage, and then they've restored it from the tapes, digitized it and everything, Got you know scripted it all out, and got some fucking star talent. So, Chris, I mean, we, obviously, we've done a few of Cynthia Rothrocks now, haven't we? No Retreat, No Surrender 2, did China O'Brien, but... We've not done anything, I don't think, with Don the Dragon Wilson, which is a bit of a crime in itself, isn't it? But, you know, he's, he's shown up there as well. So, they've got some top talent in uh, to, to actually voice this thing. So, it's a pretty impressive project, you know, ignoring the film itself. It's an impressive project. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say, though, Chris, you know, just to to branch off for a second, I've been following along on the Kickstarter, The Last Kumite. I have. I have. I'm so looking forward to that. And I tell you what, you know, I've, I've said for a long time now, you know, the 80s Cynthia Rothrock movies I've not been a massive fan of. But I have to say, she's aged quite well, hasn't she? She's fucking like bet a you're fine a fan. Now. Fucking wine. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd say that. One. <laughs> I am now a fan. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no comment. No comment, David. I did see though the comment of we are starting to film and back to all the backers and everything with oh. like a high kick. So uh, yeah,
0: fair play. And he's got a stellar cast, Dave. Got to say yeah. it has all oh, Billy Blanks is there. Yeah, Mr. Tybalt. Jason from um, uh, that's his name it? Uh, in it in No Retreat No Surrender the initial one Jason what oh, was his uh, name Kurt McKinney Kurt McKinney that's it he's in there he got loads of them so yeah it's it's going to be a great one that one I can't
1: wait and I've, I did find funny enough Dave. the other day I was chatting up one of my cupboards and there's me double DVD Billy Blank's Taibo Advance fucking video I used to do <laughs> about 15 <laughs> years ago <laughs> going strong. I used to <laughs> love them videos. Got me in shape once, Dave, doing them, I must admit.
0: It it's nice, type... nice. But yeah, I mean, Chris, have, have you got any references, <laughs> any stories, anything to call back <laughs> from? <in this laughs> one? I have got nothing on this thing. <laughs> nothing <laughs> at all.
1: I just, it was one of them where I'm like, you know, we obviously we've done a couple of crackers with Pulp Fiction in my eye, Beverly Hills Cop 2, one of my favourites. But this, it, but as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, fucking brilliant. He put the trailer. I didn't know what it was. And just knowing we'd had a little bit of a teaser before, I didn't know what to expect. I just genuinely <laughs> was like, this is right up there with some of the shittest martial arts movies we've covered and I'm here for it, Dave. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, I, I want to keep my powder dry, actually, before we get into the actual review. But um, I mean, apparently John Liu, you know, he'd done a bunch of Hong Kong stuff, but. None of which I don't think I've seen. So, uh, yeah, I, I recognized absolutely no one in this. But, Chris, should we get into our trailer? Let's go. Abductions of young women are still being reported. Another woman with mysterious radiation burns has been discovered. We're going to have a baby. Oh, my God.
1: I can't believe that John's wife
0: was murdered!
1: You have to try and pull yourself together.
0: This city owes me. Well, what's that? Justice. Why won't anyone do anything? Hey. We are strong on crime, and together, we have the power. This is a big city. We're doing what we can. To
1: do? what do? happened? Is it is you okay? What? Huh! Oh, oh what? shit! What, what?
0: Tell the others I'm coming for them. I need you to help me. I would, but I want them dead. Crime
1: has remained at an all time low thanks to Ninja Fever.
0: We're going live with this. These men murdered her because of what she saw. (laughs) It's linked to these abductions. There's something weighing us down. It's that damn Ninja. (laughs) New York Ninja's a real hero. John Lou, a sound technician for a television news station in New York, learns that his wife Nita is pregnant, only for her to be murdered by knife wielding thug Freddy Cufflinks. <laughs> <laughs> while, while grieving, Lou is accosted by a gang of thugs and fights them off. Lou meets with Detective Jimmy Williams, who tells him that authorities are doing all they can to solve Nita's murder. But Lou is unsatisfied, and he b- decides to become a vigilante, donning a ninja outfit and arming himself with katanas and throwing stars. Now, Chris, what do you reckon to the opening of this movie?
1: <laughs> this movie is unbelievable. Let's, let's just throw it out there. This movie is <laughs> fucking rubbish. However... <laughs> I love the fact we start off in the financial district in New York, and you can clearly see they've had like four or five hours to shoot all this stuff underneath, the, you know, the, the then Twin Towers day because they are right under the Twin Towers. And when it kicks off at the start, obviously, like you've got the bit where <laughs> Lou's there their Lou totally talks to his girlfriend and she's or his wife, and she's like, "Yeah." got something to tell you it's just like i can't hold it in and she tells him she's pregnant and then they run off but it's the act i know it's dubbed but the acting fucking hell dave i mean there's no there's no lighting or anything is i mean it makes samurai cop look like a masterpiece on this this is like the snidest fucking film you've ever seen. It's like when someone films someone on an iPhone and then puts like an old 70s, 80s filter on it. Honestly, it's
0: absolutely <laughs> glorious. What liked. I liked. I I have to agree on the acting, by the way. I, I, I just... Chris, do you think the acting's worse than Samurai Cop? Because I, I, I kind of feel like it is. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. I think they... You know, in comparison, the people in Samurai Cop seem like better actors. Yeah, this is this is awful. The um, the dialogue as well. Again, they've not had a script, so they're basically lip reading and then writing a script from what they think the actors are saying. But when she's saying to him about she's pregnant and everything, I was just like, you're fucked. You're completely dead. Because <laughs> it was just so laying it up that something bad was going to happen to her. But fucking Freddy Cufflinks. I mean, he's got some style, hasn't he? You know, what it does remind me of... In fact, let, let me switch from the negative. You know, mindful of our review the other week. They hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as Blake said, the irony of this fucking troll going around saying that they hate everything. And shouldn't there be more positivity in the world? Well, what I do like is... The fact that there's no way they've had a permit to shoot any of this shit—they're <laughs> just like doing the guerrilla tactics of, of filming what they can. But I like the depiction of New York. You know, it's proper '80s, fucking dangerous New York. And um, I don't know if I've ever told you, but I—when uh, would it have been? It'd been about '87 when I was in New York for a few days, just as a kid. And um, yeah, I, I remember this kind of New York and, and it being quite dangerous. And you get that thing, don't you, where the punks are basically villainous and they've got no motive at all. They're just kind of running around and being, uh, creating chaos and whatever. And uh, yeah, she sees someone, you know, see, I mean, fucking. It's not one for women's lib, this one, is it? I mean, <laughs> uh, women are just getting fucking raped and uh, kidnapped all over the place in broad daylight. No one gives a shit. And uh, his girlfriend, Nita, there, you know, gets involved, doesn't she? She's like, hey. And it's like, oh, man, you know, just walk on. But it, it's just bizarre that this guy just decides to fucking murder her. Just right in the middle of the street, there. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the acting, the the effects, and everything, he's it, he's border, it is proper comedy, isn't it? I was going to say borderline comedy. It's not borderline at all. It's right over into comedy because there's just nothing about it that's convincing at all.
1: No, and as I said before, about having a permit to film in New York, what I love is the fact that everyone in the background is just going about the normal daily life like there 's a yeah. woman being dragged <laughs> from the subway, kidnapped by let 's be honest if the cops i mean you know if the cops wanted to find the baddies, where would you find them well they 're all dressed like they've fucking gone to some uh kids party and a dress-up boxes there, and they've got just put anything you want on. So <laughs> oh, they got Joker's fucking, gang, <laughs> they? Yeah, yeah, they've got like fucking fancy masks on. They've got tape across the face. They've got makeup on. They've got the the, the stupidest outfits, basically saying hello. Yeah, like say, the Joker, Batman, nineteen eighty nine, Dave. fucking Michael Keaton He's proper like, we're the baddies, <laughs> we're the baddies. Because I love it that he gets the woman, puts her in the car, and then obviously his wife runs up. She goes hey and then he just slashes her like you said for no reason but it's the way she goes down the stairs it's so (laughs) theatrical isn't it it's like she's been sliced across the throat she'd be dead instantly and she's like tumbling dead quietly down the down the stairs and then he like pulls the knife and does this weird thing and throws it and in the background there's a fucking woman there with like a shopping bag just walking along and they must have been thinking what because they're not paid extras they must be thinking i don't know what's going on here there's a camera crew honestly i love that better than anything because be so many shots on location in new york and everyone just carries on other than the people starring in the movie and that for me Dave, is absolute quality b movie shit the
0: the way he throws a knife and everything it's like he's in the smooth criminal video <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good call back that yeah
0: it's just a bizarre setup. But, um, I mean, what do you reckon to old John Lewis, uh acting when he's lost his fiancée there? Oh,
1: fucking hell, Dave. <laughs> he's on that roof. And, that, and this, that woman who's got a wig on, the, the, the reporter woman, yeah. she just comes from nowhere on the roof. And she's like, there, there. And he's on his knees and he's crying. He's got a vigil there with flowers and everything. And it's like, how did she know he was there? You know what I mean? Like, they've taught before, before. Obviously, they work together. But it's like, how would she you know he's there? And honestly, his act is terrible. And I know his voice is dubbed, but fuck me, it is terrible. He's abs- I mean, I'm going to talk about the martial arts when we get into that day, because I know that's coming up in a minute. But I love the fact that once she leaves him, he goes on the visual to the sta- the stairs where she dies and he puts the little flowers down. And then about six of these guys who've just murdered a woman come back to the same spot with some random kid who's done nothing wrong, and they're hustling some kid who's about 10 years old on the street and fucking cufflinks going, yeah, I know you street kids, you know, you earn a lot of money. What, Yeah, (laughs) $2.50 or something? You fucking idiot.
0: It's It's well known that you kids are the hustlers of the street and are minted. Yeah, Yeah. it's just like, for real. That guy is fucking massive and he's beating up a little kid. And then later on, they they beat him up even more, don't they? They're yeah. Kicking him on the floor and stuff. It's like <laughs> fucking hell.
1: Yeah, he's bad in it because <laughs> you know what I love though. At this point is when we get the bad guy, the main baddie, and he fucking he actually looks like Elton John in the seventies before he had a wig on he all does, the way through. It just glasses. reminds. me just, I just keep thinking he's going to sing your song or something, Dave. <laughs> Honestly, he just sounds like Elton John every time. They pan to reason, the pants who were in the car, he's got the same hat on that Elton John wears in the videos and the glasses and the smile. And I just kept thinking, my God, it's Elton before he had his fucking Irish jig done. But he, he genuinely, it's just brilliant. There's just ridiculous stuff going on and the continuity <laughs> of the fact. Now, now one thing I wanted to talk about, Dave, more than anything, I always go on about that Chuck Norris film, don't I? Where I've said it loads yeah, of times, yeah, yeah. where they surround that couple on the beach, on the biggest beach ever. And they don't see all these people coming to him. But when, John ends up fighting when them when they're having a go, out not And he comes over and he's got the urn for his missus and they surround him and that other guy comes with the knife, he? and he takes all the money off the henchmen and that. They look ridiculous anyway. And and, and like, they grab it on him and he's like, no, no. And honestly, the fighting at this point, right, you clearly see this one bit where someone's got a fucking <laughs> a stick, a Donatello stick out of turtles and he goes to hit him but he does it in slow motion because he's missed his step when he should have thrown it and he literally just does a little kick on him he hits the deck and then one of the guys oh it's the same guy looks back up at him as if to say do i need to go down and then pretends he's dead oh dave it's (laughs) fucking brilliant it's the worst fight i've ever seen but i was watching everything in the background if you watch it again you see the guys, you can see like some of them are counting, some of them are trying to get the steps, but they're so pathetic and everything. And it's all done one by one, in it? There are these six of them surrounding him, and they all go in one by one. What gentleman, Dave? they're just piling in there and levering it, they just go in. <laughs> oh, it's fucking brilliant. But the guy who hits the deck and turns up and looks back was, oh, I was pissing myself laughing. It's so funny.
0: So, I mean, you've touched on the martial arts there and there is undoubtedly a... a- A charm to this film you know it is definitely on the pile of so bad it's good it's just ridiculous and it's almost like it's a superhero film before kind of these comic book movies took over the cinema you know you've got the the tragedy for our hero you know and he he dons a mask and then goes to be the vigilante so it's almost batman chris but The fucking martial arts is rubbish. I'm glad (laughs) you said that. (laughs) I didn't want to offend John because it's usually me being a
1: gobshite, but I'm so glad you said he is terrible, Lou. He's
0: terrible. You can tell like he's he's obviously talented. He's a talented martial artist himself, mostly with his right leg. Like everything is with his right leg, and I almost think everything here it's a one shot. And the thing is, John Liu, from what I can tell, he did pretty much everything. He was the producer, the director, the stunt choreographer, the lead actor. He was everything. This is like his pet project. And you just feel like it should have been someone else's responsibility to look at the fight scenes and like try and maybe prep people. But it just feels like it's like a quick five-minute, right? You come on this side, you come that side, right? we all all good. Like, let's go, ding, ding, ding. Right, that's a wrap. Let's go on to the next scene. Because <laughs> it, it's, it's all just pretty bad, really. I mean, it makes you appreciate when you see something like a Scott Adkins movie or something like that and the, the camera angles, the shots that they get you know, the different moves, you know, you look at the Jackie Chan movies, uh, the the imagine, uh, imagination that goes into setting up the different fight scenes. None of that is on display here. <laughs> oh my
1: God. And you know what? It's true that because when he does have that fight scene with them, the, the first one, when he decides he's going to become a ninja, he's, he's doing like weird knees and stuff. And you can clearly see that. they're just like, They're waiting for it, as I said before. They're waiting for the cues. But I think he's rubbish, Dave. He's got a good spinning kick. But obviously, later on, it's not even him in the suit, is it? We're talking... No, retreat, no surrender levels. He drops about a foot. Four- oh, he drops about a foot in the ninja suit. He's definitely the same guy out of No Surrender <laughs> <No> Sur- <laughs> 3. The dad, you know, the, the, the Alexander brother's yeah. dad, whatever he's called. <laughs> um, but
0: it's when he the- goes up the fucking the, the the scaffolding <laughs> oh, yeah, like yeah. a gazelle. Franco, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: When the dad does that fucking volley, that jump, that like fucking spear, fucking Goldberg spear, and takes the guy out in his house, he's fucking legendary. He's about sixty-five, isn't he? Retired, and then he jumps. But, but this this hasn't got any of that for me. The, I I'm so glad you said it. Like I, am thoroughly in the point of, I'd watch it again. But fucking hell, it is woeful. And there's a bit which is pissing me off. So when he was when he was getting chased, he like jogs away on the camera and i'm like i would be running for my fucking life no matter how slow i am i would be absolutely on my toes as f- trying to get away and this the next bit is that couple on the subway and, and the subway. Dave, i have got to be honest with you subways look fucking awful i know they've cleaned yeah. them up and it's still a bit dodgy and we went in the subway a couple of years ago and it was proper dodgy but not like that that is full of graffiti a all, And that couple there, all they kept thinking was the bloke looked like Maurizio Pochettino and they chased <laughs> him down the subway. He looked exactly like him. A bit more, a bit like he'd not been in the gym for a couple of months. Definitely Pochettino. And <laughs> all the way through this, mo- this movie, every, all the henchmen are just fucking basically re- rapists out they? All they want to do is yeah. get women. And, and, and It's so bad. Like, it's just like a proper cliche that the woman needs saving. And it's like, They're just walking down the street next, but it's six people surrounded. But again, these fucking hundreds of people in the background, nobody's like even bothered. It's just like you can they're trying to blur them out in the back shot, but you can clearly see everyone's just like (laughs) going about the business. It's just it's a magnificent movie this day. And the fact that they've reproduced it, remastered it, and got it to a because apparently has six to eight hours of footage. Yeah. I would I would watch that. Not in one sitting, but I would love to watch whatever footage they've got. My <laughs> yeah. God.
0: And just like I say, it's it's an impressive project, isn't it? Because uh, you know, just think about that. And you just you've got no sound, there's no audio at all, and you're trying to piece together this silent movie this 8 hour silent movie to something coherent so you know i do I, I do appreciate it i do respect it but um you know i i mentioned about the the kind of 80s backdrop you know and it's almost i know death wish was 70s wasn't it but it has that same kind of gritty feel like you're not safe anywhere but i think it takes it even further it almost becomes post apocalyptic because like you say, the police are nowhere, apart from when you know they need to chase the ninja. But you know, the, these women are just getting kidnapped from the street and then held up in this fucking like den or something. You know, just strapped up like it's a Duran Duran video or something. It's <laughs> fucking. <Black Boys>. <laughs>
1: yeah. Maybe that's where Simon Le got the inspiration from, Dave. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> 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 but the, you know what I love? See, so you the wrist traps up where they, they go to like a derelict, a bit like Harley Davidson the other week when I was criticising that fucking truck being in the middle of an industrial estate, you know, the money truck, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. the armoured truck, and there he is over a fucking, uh, what's his name, a, um, what they call the bloody subway, you know, the, the uh, manhole cover. And it's like, just drive around him. Why are you even in such an isolated place with all that money? woman, they do a shot of this woman's legs in high heels doing a run and she's just walking along on the dodgiest fucking trading estate you've ever seen. And next minute, there's eight blokes around her. And this is where the ninja comes in. <laughs> All we fucking stockings on the head, Dave. They've got looking, 15 deniers on there. It's terrible. They're acting <laughs> and, and like they're trying to sort of attack her. But you can sort of see people laughing and like, you know, oh, I, I don't get what they were told to do. It's like they were just saying to her. Just do whatever you want, and let's just fucking
0: put this together. Honestly, it's glorious. Yeah. The the stockings don't hide your identity at all, do they? I I don't know when that became a thing. It's like, oh, yeah, stick a stocking on, and no one will tell who you are. It's like, no, that's not how it works. But, I mean, when he does become the ninja, I mean it's 80s isn't it so you know ninjas can do fucking anything but you know part of the the ninja setup is surely being black so you know you can make your assassination uh, attempts and whatever yeah. in the night time and blend in you know he's just wandering around New York in the daytime it's obviously a budget thing isn't it so they haven't got any money to do lighting in the night it's a proper samurai cop job but He's in full-on white. He's a full-on white-suited ninja, like he's in G.I. Joe or something. And <laughs> it's just it can't get any more ridiculous than this. But then, Chris, he gets on the fucking roller skates.
1: It's ridiculous, isn't it? Ridiculous.
0: It's fucking great. But, the the um, spins and the flips are just yeah. sensational, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. It is awesome oh. um, in a in an utterly terrible way, but I mean, Chris, when he befriends this is another sort of superhero trope, really, isn't it? So when the kid is getting beaten up, we we alluded to before. Well, why does he reveal his identity? But also why have they both got their shirts off?
1: Well, I'm glad you've said that. I'm <laughs> glad you've said that. So <laughs> the kid looks like he's dead, doesn't he, right? The he's, he's, kid looks like he's dead. Um, but then obviously he rescues him. He's like, yeah, yeah, come here, my friend. And you're right, when they both lay on like, the bed and they both got the tops off and he's like looking over and then he starts rubbing his hair and I'm like, what the fuck has John put us onto here? What the hell is this fucking thing? And, and it's so weird. But then obviously Lou... Decides he's basically adopted this kid. It's like, have your family fucking just abandoned you? They're not worried. Why are you hanging around with this fucking thirty-five-year-old guy who's got red speedos on, a fucking shrimp dick, and he's in the fucking (laughs) doing something in the fucking sea there, trying to catch fish? Because at first I thought we were gonna have like a Mr. Miyagi bit, you know, when he catches the fly with the bloody chopsticks, and he's there trying to rescue the fish or kill the fish, and he doesn't. And I'm like what's the point of this? But yeah, that is really bizarre all that, Dave. Like, really bizarre. I, 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 I don't really want to talk anymore about it, but I was questioning what's going on.
0: It was very questionable, wasn't it? But when, he, when he's got the red Speedos and stuff, for some reason in my head, the music that was playing, you know Airplane, when he keeps having the flashbacks to how... Yeah. When everything was good with Elaine, yeah, you know, by the (laughs) beach, just that music was playing along in my head. There, it was very, yeah, a very uh, uncomfortable kind of scene there. But I mean, yeah, Chris, this is uh, this is something else. Even even without that bit, but you know, Cynthia Rothrock's character now again. Given Cynthia a little bit of stick, you know, in in some of the earlier movies, you know, uh, China O'Brien and stuff like that, and it, it's the the yelps and stuff like that, and then she takes down some fucking two hundred pound bloke, you know, and it's you just can't wrap your head around it. I will say this about Cynthia Rothrock, you know, her form, you know, in her martial arts is obviously top class. Yeah, she is voicing detective janet flores whose martial arts is fucking terrible
1: <laughs> oh my god let's talk about
0: <laughs> is that the blonde girl dude uh, yeah the one who, oh who like gives god. the kicks and stuff i mean Danny LaRusso can uh even in cobra kai when we were giving him a bit of stick there i mean his martial arts were better chris
1: Oh, Dave, you're right. There's a bit where she's fighting a guy who's built like a brick shithouse, and yes. she, like it's like when you play fight with a kid or something. You know, you do wrestling, let them beat you up or something like that. Like you know, I used to do with Jordan when she was younger, I'd let kick the shit out, and she like kicked me and I go. Oh. I used to like, on a swing where Jordan when she was like two or three, I'd go on the swing, and it was obviously it was a rubberized. Floor, but she'd come up and kick me, and I'd fall back and do like proper like diving. You know, on the floor, and that you to all that. Yeah. Thing was, all day when you get three or four kids wanting to do that, it wasn't yeah. great, <laughs> fucking bad. But with Jordan, I'd do it all the time. So it's like that then the guy goes tumbling to the left and then just like crumples under his own body's He's like, oh, and I'm like, she's hardly touched, and she looks at the camera as if to say, I am fucking solid. It's just, <laughs> you know, what gets me though, know, the cameraman and the, and the, that woman. The news reporter when they're watching two women be attacked and they're like that's terrible oh my god what's going to happen well, why don't you get out and try and help them? but no they carry on filming so they don't interject dave at that point when two people even if they shouted because they're in a vehicle and then you know drove at them or drove off or anything they don't have to go at them so they don't get involved in that they just watch this then the ninja appears and the ninja star and all this But when the cameraman does get involved is when seven rampaging lunatics spin (laughs) his car over. And then he thinks, oh, hang on, I've got a set of bollocks. Why don't me and the fucking woman I'm with go and approach seven raving lunatics who've just smashed my car up and lifted it over on so it's top and it's <laughs> ridiculous. It's like fucking Benny Hill's show after that, isn't it? The cameraman yeah. <laughs> is running on the street. Next minute he's on the rooftop, she's fucking beating them all up. And then she gets like caught in three of them, and it's like the three stooges or Lolonard, everyone's just falling over. Then the best bit's the cameraman. He pushes a bin back, but clearly the three stunt people, like the henchmen, are two steps too far back off camera, and he pushes it back, and one of them has to purposely fall into the bin, so the other two fall behind him. Oh, Dave, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's absolutely sensational. It's so stupid. It's so good, though.
0: Yeah. yeah. But going back to old Elton John there. Oh, God, again, yeah. my, my theory that, yeah. That Uh, it's a bit of a superhero movie. What the fucking hell was going on with like that weird Mm. radioactive Mm. shit? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. And then he, he
1: obviously got the uh, girl, didn't he? And then <laughs> yeah. he, he he did the old classic cartoon fucking Bugs Bunny thing and he hypnotized her with his fucking watch there. Oh. I was like, fuck <laughs> me, is this Hanna Barbera? What, what, what is this shit, Daffy Duck? Hypnotizing. It's like some E. Coyote you'd try with the Roadrunner, wouldn't it? And then he'd end up hitting. Hypnot- I think I've seen it before. I think he hypnotizes himself, fucking E. Coyote. <laughs> and then he, but then obviously Lou has got the, the kid on his shoulders and they tap when they've got the same mask and oh I love your mask and it's just ridiculous it's ridiculous and she thought I gotta say Dave she's very
0: well endowed shall we say (laughs) (laughs) I think so as well but um yeah I I, Chris remember in the room there's a scene where she goes down on this bloke and he pulls the most ridiculous face like blowjob face ever. yeah 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 it sort of reminded me of that with this, where the guys, when they're both, both of them, you know, that while they're having relations there, just the the ridiculous, like, faces. And, and, like, he sort of kills her, doesn't he? But I'm not even sure kind of how he's done it. I, I guess, is he just got a radioactive cock or something? But- I, I think so. I think so. Because <laughs> he's enjoying himself. He seemed to be
1: the only way that he ended up climaxing was by killing her, basically, Dave. It was the most ridiculous thing. I've seen, but obviously that was a frank moment, Samurai Cop, because they were not together <laughs> when they were filming them two scenes of them close up. It was only at the end that they were it was and and you're right, it doesn't make and he's a plutonium killer, Dave. That's what it is. He's apparently got plutonium in him. And he said, But he's a serial killer. And I'm right. reading that off um Wikipedia because I didn't understand it either. <laughs> there's no context to why he's the plutonium killer, but he is the plutonium killer. And I put that. That scene is completely different to anything we've seen, haven't we, in the movie at that point? Yeah. It, it just comes from nowhere. It's just...
0: It's like a weird you, porno version of Batman 66 or something, isn't it? It's, yeah. <laughs> I, I
1: mean, what about the kids, though? I love the New York Ninja.
0: It's yeah. Like, you know what, Chris? I was thinking we should get some uh, T-shirts on the store for that.
1: <laughs> I love New York Ninja. It's like,
0: who do they know who he is? What? What? It's what? bizarre, isn't it? I it Just again, it, it's just taking that kind of comic book ridiculousness. I guess you know. Again, I'm just thinking Batman. He, he must have been thinking something like Batman when when he's writing this. I'd say writing, scribbling. It's <laughs> <He's> not writing. <laughs> Draw, <anything>. Drawing. <laughs> but, but Chris, I mean, we talked about the main baddie, like you say, the the Plutonium Killer. And, and he is the one, isn't he, sort of pulling all the strings and everything. But I actually think the, the baddie that takes the, uh, the limelight, if you like, is someone called Rattail. <laughs> tail? It's that, David. It's <laughs> the guy with the, the little fucking rattail hair. And he sort of puts it in his mouth. You know, and he's he's got the fucking fencing sword or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he's done a day's martial art in his life.
1: Is he the the fucking chauffeur guy with the suit on? Yeah. Yeah. And and, and you can see he cuts out the car, doesn't he? The plutonium killer's just kill that woman that guy comes to his window and he sort of blinds him and then the next minute he gets out and like you say he just starts like he's some absolute nails guy but he clearly looks like he's done no training or anything and no. the fight the fight at the end with lou with the ninja is brilliant he's like leaning into everything his body shape's wrong he just does not look like convincing. It looks like there's no venom behind any of his moves it's just purely like choreography in it really but honestly Dave, we say all this, it's fucking nonsense. It's absolutely one of the <laughs> stupidest films. I would say there is bits in this, though, that I get what, what they've done with the editing, but I, I don't think it's got the charm of Samurai Cop, even though I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I think there's something missing for me personally. Where Samurai Cop is just legendary. And I know, like you said, I've not watched the sequel at all, but the sequel plays up to it too much, doesn't it? it becomes mm-hmm. like a par- parody of itself. But this this is totally enjoyable and it's stupid. I've had so much fun, but there's just bits in it. I don't know if it's the editing. There's just bits in it where I'm like, oh my God, what were they even thinking? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, and the martial arts <laughs> seems to get worse as the movie goes on. It doesn't get, it's like fucking Louis' absolutely fucked at the end of this. He can't do it, any spinning kicks or, I don't even think he's him by the end of it because some of the acrobatics are definitely not him, Dave. I don't care how good he is. He, he, he was almost Keith Vitale levels so <laughs> of, yeah, that's not him. Or oh,
0: fucking going back to Beowulf again where Christopher Lambert's like suddenly starts doing some backflips. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's not you, is it? But um, I don't know. Chris, should we get into our final review?
1: Well, just before we do, Dave, the last thing I want to say, just before we get into the final review, is the one way for a ninja to escape when he's surrounded by six coppers. A newsreader with a camera is for kids to come around with plaques saying "I love the New York Ninja," and then he escapes. Oh, God, yeah. he, he sinks down into the crowd of these four-foot kids, and nobody knows where he is. And the cops are content. We just go, oh, "He's gone." Okay, see you. Roll credits. <laughs> anyway, Dave, that's that's for last observation. But yeah, let's get into the review. Let's go. Dave, John has pulled an absolute rabbit out of a hat. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said, I don't think it's at Samurai Cop levels, but my God, what a job they did to put this into any form as a movie. This is right up our street. And also I've tried to be a bit better with some of my picks this year, but I'd say what, Dave, it's my pick in a couple of episodes. I am <laughs> picking some fucking martial <laughs> arts shit. I have missed doing these movies. I love doing some of the good stuff and we, we call them out, but this is absolutely our bread and butter. So. For everything wrong with it, there's just so much right with it. And if you're going to watch this for the first time, which I'm pretty sure most people listening will be, just watch people when they're fighting and they're on the floor and what they're doing because they're clearly looking up to see if they should be dead or should they get up and fight again. Honestly, the moves in that are terrible. They're just winging it as you go along. But the story's non-existent. I love the backdrop of watching the old style New York and the Twin Towers are still there and just seeing like how... Like, and dingy, it was, it still is because I went last September, Dave, there's still some really dodgy places in New York, but yeah, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed this so I'm not going to put it to the top, Dave, at all I think it's a high hill valley for me, it's just something slightly missing, but fully enjoyed it and John has pulled another classic out for me
0: so what about yourself, Dave? Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with the pick I mean, he, John knows the DNA, doesn't he? He, he oh, knows dude. what to go for and yeah, I think this Like I said before, I think this project is really impressive. And the fact that someone wants to put money into this film restoration project, you know, taking this bunch of film which had no audio, no scripts or anything. John Liu, I don't think even particularly wanted anything to do with it. He's like, do what you want with it. I I just think it's all pretty impressive. And again, I love going back and watching these types of movies, you know, the, the, you know, where ninjas can do basically anything. Punks are always the baddies. You've got this ridiculous set of villains, uh, you know, and, and this ridiculous motivation and plot, but, I just think I agree with you. It does miss something. There is a charm that's missing. So we've watched the likes of Samurai Cop, The Room, Troll 2, where the comedy is completely unintentional, but there's a magic to it, you know, and I don't feel like there's the same kind of magic to this one. There are some moments which are just, you know, ridiculous but it's not quite at that end of the scale for me where like say it's, it's so bad it's good it's definitely in that conversation but it's not on par with some of those other best worst movies so i'm going to agree with you i'm going to stick it right in the middle you know, I mean, objectively, right, this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's shit. But it is entertaining. That That is the thing. That's why it's in the middle. It's a hill valley for me. But, Chris, I mean, we did discuss it just before we, we started recording, but on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> we, Come on. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> We've covered it. some. What was uh, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man? Was uh, 13% or something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. This one, 96 from the critics. Bullshit. 96 from th- 23 reviews. I have no idea who is reviewing this. And and literally, it must be one person out of that, 23, <laughs> it's who's John, not it's John Hammond, rated it? it fresh.
1: <laughs> John Hammond's <laughs> done all the reviews.
0: <laughs> now, the audience score from 50, oh, it says less than 50 ratings is, is 33%. That that is more kind of something I could get behind. But fucking 96 is ridiculous. But um yeah, thoroughly entertaining in a terrible way. But uh and I'm so glad I watched it. But yeah, I, I'm not gonna be rushing to watch this one again this time. Fucking damn right will <laughs> <laughs> be. But I did put it out there, Chris. I, I did ask John, you know, if he had some thoughts on it. And so he did send send through some stuff, which I shall bring up now. Um, here we go. Campers fuck, misogynistic, bizarre villain, and borders on Operation U-Tree territory. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. First off, credit to all involved in coming up with a script, albeit not making sense at times based on the footage found, and with no audio to speak of. And because of the lack of audio, all the voice actors play it straight and not for laughs, in brackets, mostly anyway. A massive credit to John Liu for having the balls to travel around New York and film a ninja movie on the streets. That's a fair point you're saying about how fucking dangerous New York was in the 80s going (laughs) around New York donned with a white ninja outfit. You, You are asking for a bit of trouble there. It's great restoration in brackets. Vinegar syndrome always do a cracking job. And it does have a lot of charm. I think it has a canon movies sort of charm to it. And who doesn't love a canon movies flick? In addition to that, whenever we have New York gangs on screen, it gives off a Warriors kind of vibe. Love how it shows and depicts 1980s New York. I love it. I'm particularly sure that there are those who hate it. No comment. Uh, but, But knowing the story of how this came to be, how can it not be enjoyed in some way? Not going too much into my thoughts, just a few here. Having thought about this again, I do have a place. <laughs> You're not going to believe this, Chris. I do have to place it in Cloud City. On a, on a rewatch, which I, first, uh, which I finished work early for, I saw more than I did the first time. It's so bad, it's great. <laughs> I don't know if he's trying to wind us up here. I don't <laughs> think it's far off being on par with the 93 that you've already reviewed. So I'd go with that. I think one of the reasons I'd put it in there is the work gone in to make, it, make the movie a reality. Vinegar Syndrome and all. Glorious. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> now am nailing his colors firmly to the mast there, Chris. Now, John is saying, you know, for him, it is up there with the best of the worst movies, so... Maybe uh, John did say he saw a few more things the second time, so maybe it's one of those that rewards those multiple rewatches.
1: Yeah, well, he should have be been on his own there. Well <laughs> we will there, never John. know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast. We will Mystery never know. Never <laughs> we'll trust John. We'll trust John with his judgment there. Well done, John, for researching for us. But I will watch <laughs> this fucking garbage again, Dave. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant anyway Dave, we have another patreon pick for next week and this is a movie i've definitely not seen and we're going back there to 1974 so i think you were about four or five at this point i was uh, <laughs> oh, i was minus four <laughs> but this one is a film by francis ford coppola i mean gene hackman a young Harrison Ford, Dave, amongst others, and Robert Duval. There's too many to name Dave, so I'm just going to pick out the ones I actually know. And then this one's called The Conversation.
0: Oh, old school. Oh, nice reason. He is there. Dave. Oh. <laughs> what is that? This is a world <laughs> of hidden mics and two way mirrors, a world where nothing is private. Do you think we can do this? Later in the week. Gene. Yeah. Harry Corr. Pre-Superman. Mm. The best there is. Let me tell you something about Harry Corr. The best bar none. I'll drink you know, to that. That is Dave. A The best bugger on the West Coast. Is he in, is, in school, is he? So about he about he? The, he can bug anybody, anytime, any <laughs> anywhere.
1: <laughs> that knows him? how you did it though, Harry was the hell
0: of a scandal, too. A degenerate.
1: Yeah, I him.
0: The man with the hearing aid like Charles. He's been following us all. They're time not to people to him. Close. Just voices. Voices Three dead. people were murdered that's all. He doesn't know them and they don't know him. Uh, I have so nothing that to do with you is mean, for us. Yep. <laughs> me father for ever I've been involved in some
1: work and I think could be used we're to stand hurt these two young people. No, we responsible. I, I'm not responsible. I'm... You're not
0: supposed hey, to is see anything. This just the trailer. <laughs> just supposed yeah. to do it. Be careful, Harry. You're just supposed to listen. Not look, not feel. This is going to be tense, isn't it? Cave. Yeah. How'd you get this phone number? We prepare a full
1: dossier and everyone. It's terrific. <laughs> the bugger got bugged, huh? Do you have secrets, Harry. I know. You do. Tell me about yourself. The secrets. I don't have any secrets. This is got with a long trailer. That's
0: how it's enforced. Don't get involved in this. <laughs> Very young. Huh? Yeah? Mistakes are dangerous. Come on, Harry. Show and tell. How do you do it? <laughs> Let me asking you these questions. Gene Hackman is Harry Call in The Conversation. There is nothing private about The Conversation. Listen. My name is Harry Call. Can you hear me? Now I do have to say, Chris, um, if I'd have seen that trailer, there is no way I'd be renting <laughs> that one out from Blockbusters. <laughs> to be fair, so I'm intrigued to see this one. I mean, it looks like your classic kind of '70s intense thriller yeah, it does. Uh, or uh, psychological type thriller, doesn't it? So, um, yeah, I mean. The fact that I've not heard of it from the guy who did all the Godfathers. (laughs) (laughs) That's it all, really, doesn't it? (laughs) But yeah, something a bit different next week.
1: Yeah, let's It it could be a cracker. Let's do it. You know, I know around this time, Gene Hackman, he played Popeye Doyle there in the French Connection, Dave. It was a massive movie as well. So uh, yeah, let's see. Let's see if it's uh, any good. And I will judge it. Off my own merit, Dave, let's be honest. It can't be any worse than fucking New York Ninja, Dave. So <laughs> that, 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 that's a plus. <laughs> anyway, if you want to email us, guys, vhsstrikesback at gmail.com. You want to follow us on social media at vhsstrikesback. If you don't support us, get over to patreon.com forward slash to vhsstrikesback. And if you have a movie like John Hammond, uh, and you would like to come a Patreon, pick something better than that. <laughs> no, if you do... Get in, come and support us and we will review anything garbage because the garbage ones, Dave, is where we have the most fun. Uh, that was just fantastic. So thank you everyone as always for supporting us. We do appreciate it. Absolutely amazing. So the roll call of honour for today is Mr. Tony Free, Mr. John Hammond. Thank you, John. Blake, Maths, Jack, Herb, Lucky Luna Green, Kent, Heath, Matt, Tim, Susan, Justin, Dan, Trent, Stephen, Dylan, Helen, and Lee. So thank you so much. And I've been watching Lee, Dave. He is a magician, and he's all over the place, that lad, one of our newest patrons. I'm following each other on social media, but he has got a really interesting job. So thank you so much, guys, for all your support. We really appreciate it.
0: I do appreciate how you've done that, Chris, because all I've got to say is, how are you going to take us out today? Yeah, and you know what, Dave, it's a very good point you've said that, because you know what I've gone and done, don't you? I've
1: gone and cleared everything down on my computer, thinking that I was going to stick to you up, and um, I haven't, I haven't done that. Um, So what I'm going to say today is this, right? Uh, Let me just keep
0: typing. Let me me help you out, because Chris, on the IMDB page, there is simply one quote, and it's 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 in the ballpark of being relevant, I guess. There is one quote on this film, and it says, Why? Why is this happening? Why won't anyone do anything? I don't understand. Why? 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 (laughs) I think it's about the movie. But anyway, Chris, that was fantastic. I shall speak to you next time. Bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll
1: be back. That's night.
0: We came, we saw, we kicked its ass.
1: Wax on, wax off. Ah! ah! Get to the chopper! Ah! ring All right, Ding, ding. I'll bust you up. Go for it. Well, here we go. Uh, ain't so bad. Uh, ain't so bad. Uh, ain't so bad. Uh, uh, ah, come You're so bad. Uh, oh, it ain't, so ain't nothing. You must be crazy or something. I'm crazy. You're just a stupid yeah, fool. Yeah, maybe You're stupid. Stupid. I may be stupid. ain't breathing heavy. He's a fool. He's, a fool. He's a stupid I'll see you in six months.
0: That's what